Hey guys, Brian with Cajun Cardboard coming at you from the great state of Louisiana with another episode of NBA Past and Present. I'm scrolling. Yeah, this is episode number five. Okay, so episode number five and tens and twenties of views later, here we are. Uh, <laughs> last week, uh, Jonathan, we talked about the NBA's best bargain contracts, the players that were probably the most underpaid for this particular season. And of course, you know, yin and yang, you know, black and white, uh, quid pro quo. We got to talk about the 10 most overpaid players in the NBA this season, which is really easy. And I don't know about you, but there happens to be a little bit of overlap from our NBA's most hated teams, our anti-Naismith teams. <laughs> yes. I've got some overlap. Yes. Yeah, yes. you think you have a few of that, a little bit of that too? Definitely. A little bit yeah, of, no uh, doubt. No doubt. of that. Um, before we get cranking, uh, if you guys have been watched our uh, pod the last couple of weeks, NBA past and present, we talked a little bit about our FanDuel experience. My good friend here has turned me over, lured me in, got me into FanDuel. And look, just to be clear and to reiterate, in case my wife's watching or my kids, I hate sports gambling. I've never done it, but I decided to give it a shot because you talked about it and I got jealous and I didn't want to miss out. And uh, another good friend of mine, Brian, Brian's doing it as well. And so uh, I got in. I got off to a pretty good start, Jonathan. Okay. I'm talking about three and five dollar bets. All right. Right. Mm -hmm. Not not life-changing events, either way, one way or the other. But what I enjoyed and what we talked about, Jonathan, is parlays, five, six, sometimes in your case, 15, 16 leg parlays, uh, just to see what happens, just throw it against the wall and see what happens. Is that is that kind of what you like doing? Yeah, and, and I have recently uh, I've tried a bunch of different stuff. Um I put together a 22-leg parlay, um, and I bet it was something random, like $11, okay? Yeah. And the payout was going to be like five seventy on yeah. eleven on, on 22 legs. I won 21 legs. And uh, the Who one leg I Which didn't win, the one leg I didn't win was – Zion Williamson getting four rebounds. He's 280, by the way. He got three. 280 pounds. Yeah. He got three rebounds. Same game, he got 43 points. So it wasn't yeah. like he was trying. Yeah. Right. So, it's just inexcusable. I don't understand. Uh, yeah. But yeah. He let you down. He let you down. He's not a great rebounder, man. I'm, I'm looking. He's not, a good, He's not a good rebounder. Like, people are comparing him to Barkley. Nope. Not in that category, my yeah. friend. I mean, like, half. We're talking about half as many rebounds a game as Barkley. Right. Um, so here's, here's my, um, well, I'll just throw it out there. Here is my FanDuel story and it's my last FanDuel story. Really? So, yeah. So I put 250 bucks in the account total. Okay. Um, and, uh, started off fine. Everything was good for about a week and I'm, I'm, I'm probably 14 days in, right? You know that. Yeah. I lost, uh, 20 out of 21 bets and then decided as we discussed, and the reason I don't do this in the first place, I don't, I can't stand losing. I right. cannot stand losing money, losing sporting events, losing right. anything. I don't like losing. I can't stand it. I was losing so much more than I was winning. And again, this is not 50-50 bets. I'm not betting the Bucks to win or cover a spread. or right. this. Is, I'm not betting over-under on Kevin Durant's points. Right. I'm doing stuff like you're doing. Bets you're probably supposed to lose more than win – but that's kind of what appealed to me. So I was doing, I was putting in 
uh, $5 bets that uh, like make me five, six, seven, eight, sometimes nine leg parlays to win 50 to 70, right? Mm -hmm. So 10 to one odd type stuff and just keeping an eye on it. Give me a reason to watch the Pistons and the Hornets and the Kings and whatever. And uh, the last one I did, I did a, I did a, uh, I think 17 game parlay and I won 16. And uh, I'm trying to remember what I didn't win. I think it was like Shea Gilgis Alexander to get four assists or something that should be real easy. And he got like three or something like that. Yeah. So um, I decided I have enough and I had a hundred and so I I'd actually, some of the winnings from the first seven days, Jonathan, I put into Tatum to win MVP and, um, and Kevin Durant to win MVP. Kevin Durant was 10 to one MVP. And I was like, well, 10 to one, I'm going to bet, you know, I think I bet like 50 bucks to win 550, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And so, uh, so I, I moved some of my money over there. And then last night I was like, you know what, this is pissing me off so much and I'm not enjoying this at all. I had like a hundred bucks left in my account. I put it all on the Nuggets to win the West. Okay, why not? Sure. And I was and like, yeah, the hell with it. yeah, I think it was like five to one or something like that. Does that sound right? Something like that. So it was like a hundred and nine dollars to win like five hundred something dollars, something like that. Yeah. So, so I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Done. Yeah. And and if you're not enjoying it, then it definitely you need to get out for no, sure. I'm gonna enjoy hearing your stories though, because I know you're not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere yet. I, yeah. But I, I have started to get really pissed off man i mean it really it, it does bother me i mean i had i had the 22 leg deal i had a 25 you can 25 is the most you can bet okay nice. like, okay i went 25 and 124 this is all in the same week now okay uh 124 and i think it was i can't remember who it was to score 20 points and they scored 18 or something it, it just yeah. Just like, come on. People are laughing at us because we're betting five. I'm betting five dollars. You're betting whatever, 20 or whatever, 15. Yeah, 20, yeah. 20. Right, 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 right. So so the next step is I'll, I'm gonna get you into cards and then you'll have card stories instead of FanDuel stories. So that's the next step. We'll see if we'll see if I can pull you over and lure you in and transition you, know, you to this stuff. Yeah, I'm sure you can because at least you've had some success with that. I haven't had success with this and lured you in and you didn't either. Yeah. Yeah, you owe me. So you're going to give cards a shot at some point. We'll talk about it later. Uh, all right. So let's talk about our most, our, our 10 most overpaid players. We like doing these top five, top 10 lists. It's, it's yep. fun. And again, we never communicate beforehand. I put my list together. You put your list together. I did my top 10 overpaid, just like I did my top 10 underpaid, 10 through one, uh, where their contracts rank in order of most paid to least paid in the NBA. Uh, and then what their salary is. Of course, we'll talk about that. And then I've got some notes next to it just to kind of refresh my memory about how I concluded that this dude belonged in my 10 most overpaid players in the NBA. I am going to – I've got to believe we're going to have a lot of overlap on this. I bet we have probably five, six, seven maybe even that overlap. Maybe I'm wrong. I doubt we ever disagree on somebody being overpaid, but I think we're going to have a lot of overlap, man. Yeah, it just depends on what direction you went with your yeah. list, right? So it, I'll be able to tell very quickly if we have if we okay. have overlap. I, yeah, I was willing to bet that our number one, well, unless you went. No, it's number one has to be the same. Okay. It has to be. All right. It okay. has to be the same. That's yes. what I thought. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so let's, let's not delay anymore. So let's get cranking. So, so uh, let's start with, we'll start with you. We'll start with you. Who's your number 10? Who's your 10th most overpaid player in the NBA? And remember, it's hard because you may be talking about a guy who makes 9 million a year who should be not in the NBA versus a guy, maybe a guy that's making 47, who's a good NBA player, but 
he's not a $47 million player. So it's hard to reconcile those things, yeah. um, but, but we're going to give it our best shot. So who's your number 10? So my number 10 is a guy who's actually having a pretty good year. Uh, and for Philadelphia, he is uh, shooting the ball well. He scores. I mean, I just feel like $37.6 million for Tobias Harris. I know who it is. Much, you know, uh, Tobias Harris is uh, is overpaid. And the fact that he is in the top 10 highest paid players in the league, I think, I think that's right. 16th. Um, 16th. Okay, sorry. 16th is is absurd um i mean look how, when we were growing up how many guys averaged 16 and 6 right that's the way i look at it i mean he, how many don't huh how many starters how many starters don't average 16 and 6 right, right. especially in today's league where you can't touch each other and the and yeah. people are scoring 130 a night so tobias harris was my 10th most highest now I had him higher until I actually looked at his numbers because he's he's actually having a pretty good year. But. He is. I, I'll be okay. Here's my take. First of all, he's number eight on my list. Okay, so we're close there, and we both agree. Thirty-seven is probably a touch too much for Tobias. He's probably a nineteen million dollar player. He's right. being paid like the sixteenth best, and I think he's probably around being generous, the eighty-fifth to ninetieth best player in the NBA. Fair. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. If there's that. thirty teams in the NBA, would he be the third best player on all thirty teams? Some, some maybe, yes, some he wouldn't be the fifth best player. Some would he ever be the second best player? That's the never question. be the second best player on a single NBA team. Nah. I don't think so. yeah, I'm, with I'm you. thinking of, I mean, would you rather Tobias Harris than Franz Wagner or Boncaro? No, no, me neither. No. Um, the Hornets, he'd be the second best player. Is he better than Hayward and Rogier? He's about, he's about the same. No, is he better than Rogier? Because Hayward doesn't play. So you know what I'm saying? No, he never plays. Okay, yeah. So so you know, he's the 90th best player. He's getting paid like the 16th. I'm with you. I like that. Uh he is definitely not the 16th best player in the NBA. So ugly contract there. Um, my number 10, Jonathan, is Patrick Beverly, who was I don't remember if he was your most hated MVP, but he was definitely on our anti-Naismith teams. He was number one for me. Yeah, he was number Yeah, one. that's what I thought. So he is paid like the 112th best player, but I think he's the 1,012th best player in the NBA. He wow. makes $13 million a year. Let me give you some guys that make the same amount of money as uh, Patrick Beverly. And, again, I, I don't. I want to stress again, Patrick Beverly's like I, – I, we had his numbers pulled up the other day. Let me pull these up real quick. Nope, I spelled Beverly wrong. Patrick Beverly. There we go. Patrick Beverly is averaging six, three, and two on thirty-nine percent shooting, uh, and has half of the average uh, PER in the NBA. He's an eight. His PER is eight in the NBA. So he is not just a below-average starter. He's a below-average NBA player by a huge margin, and uh, he's making thirteen million dollars a year. That is the same as Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart. Yeah. Kelly Olenek, Kelly Oubre, and Chris Boucher, who's actually a pretty good player up in Toronto. So yes. I can't imagine anybody other than his wife, kids, and mom watching this show that would think that Patrick Beverly should make as much as any of those guys that we just named. Again, those guys aren't world beaters, although Kuzma is having a really good season. He's on another level of the other guys. But, like, those other guys are very crucial rotation players that would be rotation players on championship teams, I think. All, all four of those guys, Josh Hart, Olenek, Oubre, and Boucher, would help the Bucs. All of them. Oh, they help every team. They'd help every team in the NBA. Everybody. Beverly would help no team in the NBA, not one team. Because okay. the young teams that suck don't need somebody like Beverly 
and the teams that are really good, he's just not good enough to be on the floor. Correct. And I, uh, because of that, I, I actually went to another extreme with him. I have him as my second most high, uh, worst contract. So, so not because of how much he's getting paid $13 million and he belongs nowhere near the league. I don't think he should get paid $13 million in Europe and anywhere. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't think he walks into a, a, a health club and should be the first pick. Right. I, I like, I, I look at it like that and go, I think it's absolutely absurd that that dude is getting paid over ten million dollars a year to play basketball. It's absurd. It's absurd. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. If, Jonathan, if you'd asked me two years ago, I'd have said he's a relevant NBA player. This dude hit a wall like I've never seen for a perimeter player. Like yeah. most bigs hit walls, and you're like, God dang, he is. He just became terrible overnight. He hit a little perimeter guy wall that is just like this dude is horrific. All right, enough. I can't stand it. Yes, about it. Number nine. Number nine on your list. Uh, number nine on my list. And, and we're, I got some good players on my list, man. I mean, okay. some good freaking players. Is Bradley Beal. Um, and Bradley Beal is having a, a nice year shooting 52 from the field, 23, averaging 23 a game. But at 43 million, 43.3 million, I think he's like the fifth highest paid player in the league right now. Um he would not be the best player. I'm trying to think. I mean, is he the best player on Washington's team? I mean, yeah, he is. He I still is. He is, right? He's got to be. Him, uh, Kuzma, and Porzingis. I mean, Porzingis had a hell of a year. Porzingis I, had a really good year, man. I, like, I, no, I he's a discussion, right? Beal's probably the best player, yeah. but I think it's a discussion. He's the best player. Would he? Who would he be the best player on? What's I mean, he's doing? averaging 24, 3.6, and 5.2. He's shooting over 50%. I, I know, but $43 million he's getting paid. Forty. He didn't make my list. Do I think he's worth that much? No, but I've got bad news for everybody watching. He's about to make $57 million in 2025. And, and, and look, re, and, and <laughs> in all fairness, okay, I, I tried. You know, we, we said we're not taking that into account. I could not avert my eyes. You had to. <laughs> I mean, they hitched their wagon to this dude. So, look, well, the, you know what? They should have learned because you know who they hitched their wagon to last time. Yeah, exactly. We're about to talk about him. Yeah. Both of us are. So, uh, they keep making the same mistake over and over. The Knicks did the same thing for, like, two decades, right? Yeah. They're, they're hitching their wagon to the wrong horse. And, uh, yeah. look, Bradley Beal's really good. I, I think he's probably a top – I think we can safely say he's a top 25 player in the NBA. Yes. yes. Okay. He is definitely not the fifth best player in the NBA. Cool. And he, he's got 193 mil sitting out on that contract. So, Wizards, good luck. You better figure out a taker for him uh, because that's not going to bode well for any type of contending in the next few years. All right. Think about I don't mind deal. He didn't make my list. He was just too good, and I guess I didn't look close. And I didn't. I couldn't. He has I mean, no player. Think about this though. He has. He's no probably thirty-eight million dollar player, and he's making forty-five. I'm like, yes. But he has no prayer of making a first, second, or third team All NBA, and he's making forty-three million dollars. But he did it already. He yeah, did. He made it All NBA team. Talking about this year. I know. You're right. No, no, you're right. You're right. He did it in 2020. That's that's eons ago. It's two yeah. two years ago. There's three years removed. So I get it. Uh, Mod number nine is a no brainer. He's paid as the 68th best player in the NBA. Um, he's averaging 11-2-2 on 40%. He's old as dirt and plays no defense. He is a not a top 150 player in the NBA for sure, 
and he's paid 68th, and he's going to make 20 million next season. And that is Eric Gordon. Yeah. Uh, my hatred for Eric Gordon has permeated uh, this channel many times on many occasions. Um, I watched the Houston Rockets because I like watching the development of those young kids, right? I told you about it. I like watching guys figure the game out and get better. And right. uh, and they are, despite your hatred for the Houston Rockets and all things Houston. <laughs> uh, so Eric Gordon's making almost $20 million a year. That's, you know, $7 million more than Patrick Beverly. And I don't think he's that much worse. Here's why. He shoots more. And yeah. he, he has less of a place in Houston than Beverly does in L.A., Right. And that's really saying something. That's yes. really saying something. Yeah. Uh, so Eric Gordon's my number nine. Did he make your list at all? No, he didn't. I, I, Eric Gordon to me is so completely irrelevant, but that's a lot of money for a guy who's completely irrelevant. So, yeah. like you said, I mean, that's, give me your number eight. Okay. Uh, my number eight. Oh, this is going to piss some people off too, but it just where I see it as of right now is Clay Thompson, um, who is making $40 million this year. Uh, shooting 40% from the field. He's averaging 19 a game, but he shoots – I mean, God dang, he's shooting 25 times a game, I feel like, every time I look at a box score. Uh, defensively, he's not what he was. Um, I mean, offensively, he's not what he was. Uh, and so, I don't know. Look, you hope by the end of the season, maybe he does come back around to form. But it's just the game is a lot harder for him now, and completely understandably so, right? I'm just – I'm not yeah. going to take away from – I mean, heck, he even said it in a press conference. I mean, yeah, no – Nope. What did he say? No, duh. I think whenever. Yeah. No. And look, we should have said this at the outset to to make sure that our viewers understand we're not including rookie contracts in this. We didn't. Uh, we should have made that clear. No rookie contracts because some of the best contracts in the NBA are the four years you get a rookie. You yes. know, at, at cheap labor, and some of those rookies are like insane. Some people are still like I think Zion's still on his rookie contract for God's sake. So obviously, yeah. no rookie contracts. Um, Got to be on your second contract. And no injuries. So, so you can't say like Chris Middleton, right? He hadn't played a right. game. You know, that's not fair to him. Right. Um, you know, and you don't want to say Anthony Davis because he always gets hurt and now he's hurt. We're not saying that. We're talking about guys that have, you know, performed or whatever. And you're right, man. He's he's hit a perimeter wall just like we talked about with uh, with Patrick Beverly. Um, Clay Thompson's relevant, um, but is he the 11th best player in the NBA? Is he better than – should he be higher paid than Anthony Davis, Chris Middleton, Jimmy Butler, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Kyrie Irving. I mean, listen to some of the names. Pascal Siakam, Devin right. Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, Drew Holiday, Joel Embiid, uh, Jokic. Uh, yeah. That kind of puts in perspective. He's significantly higher paid than all of those guys we just named, and that ain't right. So yeah. my number eight we can skip over. It's Tobias Harris, and I agree with you. And the more I look at it, he could have been higher because, you know, he's 16th most. You, you think Clay Thompson is – more overpaid than Tobias Harris at 37. Who's better right now, Clay Thompson or Tobias Harris? That's what I went and looked at because originally I had them flipped. Good. And uh, but I, I mean, I'm just watching. I think Tobias Harris might be a better player right now, man. I mean, I don't Maybe. know if he's a better fit for Golden State or like I. I just look at it and go, okay, he's at he's shooting. You know what is he shooting? 48 percent from the field right now. Yeah. Uh, I. I I think he's more relevant. I think the game's easier for him. Now, maybe if you put Clay Thompson with Philly and all he had to do was catch and shoot threes, I, I don't know. I, it's kind of a toss-up, but I'm just looking at it going, I think Tobias Harris at $37 million is less overpaid. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, they're both – yeah, you're right. Well, so – 
So I've got it pulled up. Clay's averaging two more points, uh, fewer blocks, fewer steals, fewer assists, half as many rebounds. Uh, they both shoot 88% from the line. Yeah. Uh, effective field goal percentage, Tobias Harris is 57. Clay's barely over 50%. Now, part of that is because the vast majority of his shots are from three. Actually, he takes twice as many threes as Tobias. He still shoots 38% from three, Jonathan. But guess what? Did you know Tobias Harris is shooting almost 40% from three? He is. And, and Clay Thompson's only shooting like 40% from the field. That's right. What that says to me is he has no lift and can't finish at the rim and he can't create clean looks off the dribble. That's really what that means. He can still shoot the basketball if he's on a catch and shoot, but he's struggling to shoot it off the dribble. And that's what when you see that huge disparity between, you know, when their three pointer percentage and their field goal percentage is almost identical. That says to me, you've become a catch and shoot or you were always a catch and shoot. Now, we know Clay used to be able to do more, but he, he has become purely a catch and shoot. He is Kevin Herter which is also directly related to his inability to defend like he used to be able to defend as well. Yeah. Yeah. All that goes to get creating separation, creating, you know, you know, gaps to shoot. That's it. Uh, all right. We did mine. That was your number eight. That was my number eight. So uh, and Tobias Harris is my eight. So con, uh, let me get you go to mine. My number seven, Mike Conley. Um, again, if you yeah. take into account, the fact that like he might be, you know, sainted in the Catholic church. Cause he's a great human being. He's a great influence in the locker room. Uh, by all accounts, I have never heard anybody in the NBA say one crossword about Mike Conley. Like yeah. he's uh, apparently uh, the best of the best off the court. So throwing that out um, and also throwing out the fact that, I mean, other than bringing those guys in Utah along from that perspective and off the court perspective, um, he really is kind of getting in the way of Utah's progression. Um, he's $22.68 million. He's paid like the 55th best player in the NBA. Tell me who you'd rather have on your team. Brogdon, Simons, Nikola Vujicic, or Terry Rozier, or Mike Conley? Right. I mean, all of those guys instead of All those guys. Uh, I, Conley was outside looking in for me. Yeah. Um, I, but he was on my long list. Uh, it was kind of like – I had Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis like lumped together just because they're always hurt, right? But yeah. I couldn't put them on the list because when they are healthy, they're so good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kyle was on the outside looking in because I took it to what did you say, 22 million? Um, 22.6 million. Um, you know, he's what did I say, 55th on here? Six, yeah, 55th highest paid player. Um, he's averaging Jonathan. Nine, two, and seven shooting third. I mean, this is what people don't realize: thirty-seven percent from the field. Right, that's terrible. Like that's he, so bad. Like that's hard to do. And that, and it's the same thing, Clay Thompson. When, when we, me included, when we get old, shit gets really hard. hard. Especially scoring the ball when you're an undersized point guard in the NBA, it just gets really hard. You yeah. can't go by anybody, so they don't gap you anymore. You can't shoot. So a, they they can get up on you and put hands on you, and there's really not much you can do about it. Yeah, I mean, if you, if, when you go back and look at Conley when he was at the end with Memphis, uh, he was scoring the ball. He, he, oh, he, he was put up he numbers, was, but he was efficient too. Right? Yeah, that was the thing. He has lost all of that. Yeah, he's lost it all. Conley's my number seven, John. Who's your number seven? Uh, Rudy Gobert is my number seven. Really? Okay. Eight million dollars, just because I think he is one of the five most overrated players, possibly in the history of basketball. Um, wow. I know, you know, defensively, blah, 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 and he rebounds the ball, but 
he's going to defensive rebound the ball because he's always around the rim. Um, anybody that, that you, you're not quite sure that you can play at certain stages of a playoff game cannot be worth $38 million. That's the way I look at it. So yeah. um, that's a lot of freaking money, man. And you take into account all the people that he has paid more than he's on my list for sure. Jonathan, I don't think there's anybody in the NBA and throwing out guys that get injured and, you know, people don't want to touch them. I don't think there's anybody in the NBA where when you bring their name up, like there are people out there talking about him as one of the greatest defensive centers of all time. And then there's also people out there saying he's not a good defender. Right. There's literally people out there who don't think he's a good defender uh, because he's not versatile enough. And so it's very rare you have players. You know, you never get that on offense. Nobody says he's a great offensive player. And then some people think he's a terrible offensive player. But on the defensive end, um, it can be misleading. The awards are what they are. Yes. Uh, the defensive metrics are what they are. But like you said, they put him on the pine. I mean, they, they sometimes he gets benched in playoff games and you can't have 40 $38 million sitting on your bench watching players play basketball in the most crucial games of the season. Not that happened last year. And Minnesota still had the nuts to go out and, I think, overpay like a mother. Basically, they forfeited their decade. Yeah. And I, and, and I did – I tried to take that, you know, push that off to the side. But giving up four first-round picks, you know, I consider that being overpaid, right, to a degree. The other thing is that nobody really talks about because they're so focused on his defense, right? Is he a great defender? Is he not? The fact that he is seven feet, two inches tall, and anytime there's a switch on a pick and roll and you can't throw it into him and get anything out of it, it's absurd. Yeah. That's that's the issue with the NBA right now is people are like, true bigs can't play in the NBA. No, no. Yes, they can. True bigs can play. They just have to be able to exploit mismatches on offense right. and he can't do it. He's averaging 13.6 a season and people are like, well, he shoots 67%. Yeah. Because he's, on, that's never in a one-on-one situation. That's right. never in a post up ISO. That is always rim running, lob catching, offensive rebound, put back. That's all it is. Like absolutely no threat when you throw the ball into him, even if he's got a six, seven, six, eight on him, he, they will not throw the ball into him. And that's part of the reason why he was pouting all the time yeah. in Utah. And I don't blame Donovan Mitchell. I wouldn't throw it into his sorry ass either because he can't play offense. And so uh, the guys that you can get away with, you know, in the NBA that are true bigs, Embiid, Jokic, you know, true gigantic people who right. almost struggle defensively out on the perimeter on switching pick and rolls, they punish people on the other end uh, if they try to go small and play six eights and six nines on them. They would destroy those people. Draymond Green can't guard freaking Jokic or Embiid in the post. He's non-existent. He's a backpack, right? But he could probably, I guess, negate Rudy Gobert. Not that he would even have to because they won't throw the ball into him. So here's the deal. So Minnesota has got Rudy Gobert uh, at $38 million a year, $38 million a year, and Carl Anthony Towns at $33.8 million a year. And Towns is extended to $60 million through 2027. Yeah. So they're rolling with this foursome. They're rolling with Russell Towns, Edwards, and and Gobert. It, it is uh, – and, and at some point, Anthony Edwards has got to look at the situation and go, are you kidding me, really? I mean, because Towns is a, is a, a wannabe three to begin with. And then, you know, Gobert, I keep going back to it, man. Like, even if he was just Clint Capella, like – 
Clint Capella is a roll guy, dunk guy, right? But if a midget gets on him, midget in NBA terms, gets on him, you yeah. can throw it to him and he can score, right? Like Vucevic for Chicago. You can throw it into the post and he can punish you. If Steven Adams, for God's sakes, if he's got a midget on him, he'll just flash to the front of the rim and throw it to him and That's you know, right. run around and dunk it. I mean, God dang, man. It's unbelievable to watch. Um the Minnesota situation is is interesting, uh-huh. you know, because it's going to fail this year. And Anthony Edwards is now finally – he was very inconsistent at the beginning of the year, but over these past 20 games, he's kind of started to settle in. He's averaging 24-5-5 or 24-5-6, something like that. Um, there's no question he's an all-NBA player at some point. You would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. And he's the class of that quartet, right? Even though yeah. Jamie Russell's having a really good season, by the way. I know a lot of people don't like him and haven't noticed because he might not really be a point guard, but he's having a pretty good season. Uh, the only reason I know is he's on my fantasy team, so I'm kind of watching him closely. Uh, they're going to have to make a decision on the Gobert and Cat Towns. Are are, are people going to be able to? Are you going to be able to move? Ta- you're not going to be able to move Gobert ever. Like he's he's a Minnesota Timberwolf for yeah, life. You got to move Towns. You have to move Towns. Uh, my question is, can they move Towns? Can they move when when you're locked in to? Uh, let me go back. The number is pretty staggering. Two hundred and eight. Uh, Two hundred and twenty-eight million dollars over the next six seasons. And you got to keep in mind. That number, even still, I mean, I know that it's jumping. That's you, you have to be a franchise guy with that number, right? So, what what contending team would look at that? First of all, I don't think many. So, does an Orlando Magic, does a does a Charlotte, does somebody like that look at Towns and go, he can be our cornerstone, right? Yeah. Or at least he can be one A to our one, like a, like a Jonathan, like a, a Wagner. Wendell Carter, uh, um, Suggs, Bull Bull, and three draft picks for Cat Towns. Yeah, right. Orlando's not doing that. Orlando's not going to do that shit. They shouldn't. They'd be I crazy would. to do that. You but know? that's what it would take. I mean, Minnesota's got to get some of these draft picks back, and they've got to get a hellacious, you know, trio or quartet of players back in exchange for Towns. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if he's movable. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. He needs to come back from injury and start playing first and foremost. Um, yeah. I'm higher on Towns than you are. I do think he's probably the fifth or sixth best center in the NBA. No, I'm with you on that. I'll give you that. Yeah. But 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 that's a lot of money for a center. Period. For a center. Period. But you got to keep in mind the drop off between two, Embiid and Jokic, right? That's it. And then the next tier to me is like Towns out of bio. You know, big drop off. Good players. Big drop off. Big drop off. Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. right? Huge drop off, you know. Yeah. So, um, all right, wait, we got sidetracked there with the Timberwolves. Yeah, that was my no number game. six. Was that no. your number six? No, that was seven. So you're at six right now. Yeah, my seven was Conley. So my six is uh, even though I love the guy and he's had a great career, at Hall of Fame worthy, maybe we need to talk about that. Kevin Love, twenty eight point hmm. nine million. Uh, he's paid as the forty fourth best player in the NBA. He's not in the top one fifty. Yeah, fair. Uh, he's not a top 150 anymore. Kevin Love, for those interested, gets paid more than Jalen Brown, Chris Paul, Brunson, DeMar DeRozan, Draymond Green, and Julius Randle. I just named one, two, three, probably four, five All-Stars and some All-NBA players. And Kevin Love gets paid more than them. This was a uh, – when LeBron, you know, the exodus, that there was, this was a, a payment uh, in arrears, basically, to Kevin Love. 
uh, as a lifetime service award, you know, like a lifetime achievement award. Here, take a bunch of our money. We're going to be rebuilding for a long time anyway. I don't think they realize how quick they're going to bounce back. I'm sure they wished they had 29. And again, Kevin Love is still performing at a pretty high level for a dude his age with his skill set. Yeah. But not a twenty-eight million. Wouldn't they love to have twenty-eight million to go make a run at a guy on that list that I just named? Good lord, could you imagine love out? And then you know, if we go to our NBA contract list, twenty-eight million could get you again Brunson, DeRozan, uh, Julius Randle, even a John Collins at twenty-three million. Um, you know, Brogdon at twenty-two million. Anthony Simons. I mean, go look at that list, dude. I mean, all of those guys. Throw one of those guys on Cleveland. Really, you would need to pick a three-man because that's what they're missing in their starting lineup, right? They're trying to figure out between Jetty Osmond and uh, your guy Karis LeVert. Um, Could you imagine out with love, in with one, you know, a young athletic scorer or or even a Dorian Finney-Smith type, just three and D guy? That would be nuts. Uh, Love's my number six, man. Yeah, I didn't have love on my list. I missed that. He should have been on my list. You missed that. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize twenty-eight million. That's uh, that's on me. Um, My number six was Evan Fournier. Um, at 18 million, and I think he's averaging about five points a game right now. He's not uh, playing. He's not in the rotation. Yeah, has no, on a on an average to below average team. So not injury related. You're, yeah. We don't think you're good enough to play in front of Miles McBride and Quentin Grimes. He could not be more of an anti Tom Thibodeau guy than he is. Yeah. Um, exactly. Soft. All he's like the prototypical former European guy, right? What we used to. That's it. That's it. So so I don't know if you saw this, but there's a viral reel out there where they ask Giannis who would win uh, the USA's best five versus the world team. And he puts Fournier in his five for the world. And I'm like, Giannis, my dude, what are you thinking? I love you to death, but what the hell are you talking about? Uh, Give me the Fournier at the two. I'm like, oh, no, that's not going to work out real well. Uh, Not going to work out. So. Uh, yeah, Fournier's there, man, for sure. $18 million for Fournier is bad. Um, but I, you got to keep in mind, well, look, Fournier's bad at 18, no matter how you slice it. But I, I'm definitely about to one-up you here with a guy that is not even in Fournier's neighborhood. Like, he's okay. not even remotely close, and he makes $60 million a year. He's averaging 4.9 and .2 on 40% field goals and has two torn ACLs. It may be the – no offense – and maybe the worst defender in the NBA t- today, the worst NBA defender today, he makes more than Nurkic, Lugans Dort, Valanciunas, Bobby Portis, Christian Wood, Brooke Lopez, Jordan Clarkson, and Kyle Kuzma. Davis Bertans. Mm, that's a good one. 4.9 and 0.2. Yeah, that's bad. And he and, – and- for two years was getting talked about as this big shooter and this. Yeah. And and this. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't get down that far. My, my focus ended up being on like guys who were bigger name guys. Yeah. Right? I had yeah. 48 on there, so that didn't really count, but you know, as you've seen so far. Um, so yeah, no, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. He's paid as the 93rd biggest contract in the NBA, the same as Lori Markham, just to put that in perspective. Yeah. 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 And guess what? The Spurs accord with you for sure. Guess what the Spurs get? They get to do it for three more years. He goes 16, 17, 16. So three years of of Davis Bertans eating up 16 plus on the salary cap. He's At my least he five. sounds like a spur. At least he sounds yeah. like he does. He does. He would have been a great spur like seven years ago. <laughs> but no. Uh go go for it. Who's your number five? 
My number five is Russell Westbrook at $47 million. Um, I had him higher originally, and then as I started digging in a little bit, I, I, I had to drop him because the fact remains he does play basketball like in games, okay? Um, and he's, you know, putting up pretty decent numbers. Like if, if his name weren't Russell Westbrook and you looked at his numbers, you'd go, ah, he's a good NBA player, but we're yep. struggling because of the fall off, right? Um, but at $47 million, he's the – Highest paid, second no, second highest paid in the league right now. So he's definitely not in the in that uh, area where you know he would be that he'd be worth that. So yeah, I would say uh, he's when you high for me. I, originally, I, I was thinking I was going to put him higher, but there's another guy making forty seven million that should be a lot higher than him. So yeah. he's going to be number one, right? We know we know who it is. So I'm with you. Russell Westbrook's my number four, second yeah. highest paid player in the NBA. I, I was going to ask you this question just off the top of your head. And remember, there's 30 teams in the NBA. You know, if if you take the three best players off each team, that's like, you know, all things considered, one through 90, that's like the top 90 players. Where do you think Russell Westbrook is uh, in the – we know he's not the second best player behind Steph, right? He's wedged between Steph and LeBron, and they're making that much money uh, oh. salary-wise. They're yeah. making that much money because of what they've already done and they're all NBA. That allows them to push their contract amounts higher and how long they've been in the league. So – uh, Westbrook's in that group with those guys with all those All-NBAs and all those years of tenure, which allows you to make more money. So when you get to the top of the list, it's always going to be the older guys who have all the All-NBA teams because it unlocks that ability to pay them more and they can command more. But like, where do you think Russell Westbrook is? Legitimately, Jonathan, top, you know, is he is he is he a top 100 player in the NBA right now? For sure. And here's why I say that. It all depends on the situation with him. Fit. Yeah. Right. So you put him on another team i mean this is the worst fit this is the worst fit well well golden state would be the worst but this is the next worst fit in the nba that would be it milwaukee might be a bad one uh the two i mean (laughs) two years ago ago, he averaged a triple double i know two years ago and he hasn't gotten hurt and he's not like lost a ton of athleticism he's traded deer and fox for russell westbrook today could he maybe average a triple double again Yes, I mean, hey. I agree. That's why I'm like, it's so unfair. You know, it's unfair. No matter what, 47 is too much, no matter what. Right. Uh, I think 50 is too much for Steph, to be honest with you, but that's just me. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we're on the same page. That's my number four. So we're on to you. Who's your number four? I guess a lot of people probably thought we'd have Westbrook closer to the top, but it, yeah. it's he's not. He's definitely not. Again, look at his numbers. Like, go look at him and, and take his name away from his numbers and go, you would think totally different about it. You really yeah. would. Yeah. Um, my number. What am I at? Number four. Four. Uh, Gordon Hayward at thirty million dollars, and okay. it's, it's all based on the fact that he doesn't play basketball. You know, he he can't stay healthy, and he's still you know moderately effective. He's not thirty million dollars effective whenever no, he steps. Up. So um, that was number four for me, and uh, makes the same as Tatum. Yeah, there you go. I mean, enough said. Really, yeah, I mean, two million more than Jalen Brown, so he's right there. Well, uh, speaking, he was a former Celtic too. Uh, well, I'll never forget hor- horrific, worst oh, possible fantasy basketball story. I trade in the offseason for Gordon Hayward. The year he's going to Boston and gets paid the bag, and he's going to be the focal point of their offense. And then first quarter, I believe, right, the devastating, disgusting injury, and I'm watching it on TV, and I'm like. That's the worst feeling. 
And it was the only game, I think it was like one of two games that night on opening night back then. There was only like two games. Yeah. And Hayward did his creepy injury. And it was disgusting. And I, kids, get out of the room. It was gross, right? Joe Theismann type oh. nasty shit. Yeah. And uh, my fantasy season for that season was over. And that was like the most sobering, miserable thing ever because I looked so forward to fantasy basketball. I'm in a huge dynasty league. And it was like, well, my second best player is out for the entire season. So I started yeah. trading everybody for assets. And I just hit the rebuild button in the first quarter of the first game of the season. <laughs> that's my Gordon Hayward story. But um, I feel bad. He wasn't on your list? Uh, Gordon Hayward was not on my list because when he plays, he's – again, is he overpaid? Yeah, but when he plays, he's not one of the ten most overpaid. I don't think. $30 million? When he plays, he's a $20 million player. Right, he's getting paid a third more than that. I get it, I get it. I'm not, I know that. But if he had played every game this season, he wouldn't be on your list either. Yeah, probably right. You're probably right. You know, uh, and it's also, you know, not his fault that he's in freaking Charlotte. I mean, I don't know what people expect to happen in Charlotte. It's hard to succeed in Charlotte um, sure. with their current roster. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, Russell Westbrook is my number four. So my number three, uh, this might be controversial, is Kyle Lowry. Um, I've got Kyle Lowry at 28. Yeah. Um He's just slowly growing. Uh, and when I say growing, I mean his waistline. Yeah. Uh, he gets paid more. Uh, you know, guys at his position, um, Anthony Simons, J Brunson, um, he gets paid more than them, more than DeRozan, more than Draymond, more than uh, Julius Randle, more than Bujacic, more than Michael Bridges, more than Jared Allen. I'm naming all-stars here. Um, you know, I think it was a horrific signing by Miami when they did it. Uh, he gets the same – he gets paid the same as Kevin Love. And I honestly think – Kevin loves a better player. Um, he's not playing the same minutes as Lowry. He's oh. just – he's another guy that hit that perimeter player wall where he just cannot get away from anybody and can't guard anybody. And that's what his calling card was, is, you know, leading the NBA in charges and this and that. Still a great locker room guy. Everybody yeah. loves the guy. And I hate to put him and Conley on here because they're both kind of the same. Yeah. Um, but, but I got him and Conley on here. The only difference is Conley makes 22 and Kyle Lowry makes 28. I mean, Kyle Lowry's kind of – a $15 million a year guy right now. He's just hit that wall so quick. I mean, he's 13, four and five, 40% from the field, uh, a little bit worse than average PER. He gets paid as the 44th best player, 47th best player in the NBA. And he's not top hundred. So um, hey, he's top hundred, dude. He's got to be the top. He's top no. player in the You're NBA. You're crazy. For sure. You're crazy. Well, this is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about for, the duration of a regular season. You're 100% right on that. Like, I get that. I think there's a chance in a playoff series that – Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right. When I say top 100, I mean beginning next season, you want to put your team together. Is he in your top 100 oh, players list? Yeah, okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, for the duration yeah. of a regular season, he's not going to play enough games because – and all those things that you said. I get it. Yeah, I get that part. And he, by the way – there was a list of four or five that I had outside looking in. He was on that list. For yeah. Sure. Um, like I had Harrison Barnes. I had Jonathan Isaac. Danny Green only makes $10 million. Isaac, Isaac I, I took out Isaac of the equation, Jonathan. I had to take him out of the equation because he hasn't played. Yeah. So I take Isaac out. And, you know, we don't even know what Isaac is, you know, because he still hasn't played. But Lowry at $28 million is a lot. So I agree yeah. with that 100%. Uh, He's, I, I, he probably needs to move down. Uh Bertans at 16 million is worse and Westbrook at 47 is worse. So I probably stretched that on Lowry. Uh, he probably should have been fifth. I'm still, I hold terrible grudges. You know this, right? Yeah. I don't forget. And uh, that year that Toronto cheated 
the Bucks out of the playoffs. I'll never forgive that team. Everybody on that team, I want them all dead. No, I don't mean that. Did they cheat them exactly? I forgot. Oh, they beat them. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. I uh, did I say cheat? I meant beat. <laughs> After being up 2 0, and Kawhi decided to go Kawhi on them. He went Kawhi for sh- damn sure. Who's number three on your list? Number three on my list is one of my favorites of all time, Draymond Green. Uh, $26 million. You have to freaking be kidding me to play basketball on one end of the floor as a great team defender. Really? $26 million. Um, and, and look, it's no, it's, it's no, I mean, I've been very, very open about this. You know, I, I think he's arguably the most overrated player to ever play basketball, if not team sports. And I we don't need to talk much more. We know. I mean, this is, go. we're beating a dead horse. Yeah. I, I didn't have him in my top 10. Uh, because 26 million is, is not enough. He deserves 50 million. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't have him in my top 10. He's he's probably in the 15 to 25 range for me, John. Who's better right now? Kevin Love or him? He's way better than Kevin Love. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Now, now, if you well, I don't know. You put Kevin Love on the Warriors, he's probably even better. Kevin Kevin Love is is a better version of Kevin Love on the Warriors than the Cavs. And Draymond couldn't do any of his things. I'm like, he, that, this is where we get back to fit and roster chemistry and makeup. He can't. He can only fit in so many places in today's NBA. You know what I'm saying? No, I disagree. I, I think there's other places where he could fit. I think there's other places. He could play in the wall. That's what I'm saying. There's other pace and space places where he could be the. He could be the, now. He wouldn't start for Milwaukee. I don't think he would be. Uh, the point guard off the bench instead of, you know, George Hill or Javon Carter, right? I, I would put him at the one, literally put him at the one and take your chances with him guarding somebody on defense. Uh, it's not like George Hill's guarding anybody either. Um, but, yeah, like it's it's very difficult to find a place for him to succeed, and he's in the most fertile environment in the league to succeed with his particular skill set. I don't want to talk anymore about him because we all know – everybody knows where we stand with him. You're a little bit more – disparaging than I am, but I, I'm with you. He's definitely not worth that salary. Right. Number two uh, for me is Ben Simmons. Mm. Is Ben Simmons better than Draymond Green? <sighs> yes. Yeah, but you hesitated, and Ben Simmons is making 35.4. Ben Simmons is paid as the 21st best player in the NBA, and he is the third best player on his team. Yes. Arguably. Yeah. Uh, well, not arguably. He probably is. He, he is, is definitely. A, he is definitely a third best player. A distant third, <laughs> extremely distant third. So he's making thirty-five million a year. He makes more than Siakam, Booker, Towns, Drew Holiday, Embiid, Harden, and Ingram. Yeah. Um, you don't have Ben on your list. I don't have him on my list, and here's Dude. the reason. I guess I'm. I don't know why I'm doing this, man. I, why am I still holding out hope that he's going to turn it around? And he's going to be his old self. He did. Just his old self. Just his old self. He did turn it around. I know. I mean, like at 35. Hold on. Let's do this. Let's compare Draymond Green and Ben Simmons. Draymond Green's 8.6 and 6.6. And he's shooting 51% from the field. He's 11 PER. Let's see what Ben Simmons is. I'm just no, no, curious. I haven't looked in a bit. He's eight, six point six, and five point eight. It's exact same counting stats. He doesn't take three, so he's zero percent. He's sixty percent field goals, better than Draymond, and his PER is a little bit better, probably because he's better defensively now than Draymond is. Probably, uh, they're the exact same player. 
Jonathan, and he's making nine million more a year than Draymond. What's Draymond's three point percentage? Uh, it's actually not bad. Let me go back. It's thirty two point eight. Hmm. I say not bad. Like that's not what you're looking for, but better. You know, enough. Yeah. Better enough. Um, and he's yeah. keep in yeah. mind he's really open. <laughs> when Draymond takes threes, he's really he's like Giannis level open, right? Right. Um, I think. My hesitation when you ask me who's better, right, only yeah. lied in the fact, and it's a big, big reason, as to, like, I don't know if Ben Simmons is going to show up to the arena tomorrow. Right. right? I mean, that, that's the issue. So yeah. Draymond, you know, is going to be there. Um, but, no, I mean, I, who would I take on my team? That's an even – I don't know, man. I really don't know. That's and I, You can't eliminate – you can't eliminate the uncertainty of his availability when it comes to Ben Simmons. And Draymond is playing injured and will always play injured and will play as many games as he can. That's one thing you don't want to say about him is he wants to kill you yeah. and he wants to be on the court. Ben Simmons, we don't know and we don't know. And those are big factors and it's hard to kind of put those completely to the side. Yeah. 35 million is a lot more than 26 million. It is a lot. Yeah, he. Yeah, Ooh, that's tough. I. I guess again, I'm still holding hope. So yeah, that was my issue. Uh, uh, who's your number two? We're gonna have the same number one. Pat Beverly was my number two. Oh, Pat Beverly is number two. I see it. Yeah, I mean, Pat Beverly at thirteen is, is bad. Um, yeah, Pat Beverly at thirteen is bad. He can't that's be in the around. league, man. He can't be in the league. Like I, I could argue that if you paid him a million dollars, he'd be the second most overpaid guy in the league, right? I mean. <laughs> I mean, now, that's awesome. That is an awesome stretch. I love it. I love the extrapolation there. I love that. Uh, we have the same number one. We, you may as well just go ahead and say it. Yeah, I don't. In fact, I don't know how anybody watching could have a different number one. I guess you, you could really tweak the numbers and try to make an argument. But like this one checks a lot of different boxes. So go ahead and, and share our, our number one. Yeah, go ahead. John Wall uh, is number one. It has to be at forty seven million dollars. Um, and man, you talk about a guy who had a perimeter wall. Whew. And I know it's injury based. And I know, but when you're getting paid in Houston to not play, you're asked, you're said, look, we're going to pay you, but you're not going to play ever. Just get out of the way. Yeah. Because you're going to affect the development of guys. And you're only, what's he, 30? Is he 30? How old he is, is he? 32. 32 years old. So, you know, in today's NBA, that can still be the, the end of your prime or, you know, you got a couple years left in your prime. Uh, man, it's rough. And $47 million. Yes. And I, it, there's an error on basketball reference. They've got him listed 10th, but he's really second. Yeah. He's second. He's in between Curry and Westbrook. Right. Um, so, yeah. He, yeah. I don't know. A lot. I mean, it's, it's almost not even worth discussing because yeah, he needs to shove that cash under his mattress because this is the last year he's getting that. Next year he gets six point eight million, so um, which is a discount. I think yeah. he's better than six point eight million, you know, uh, which is funny, you know. But his stats and his counting stats, I mean, just he's just not an efficient dude, man. Uh, he's an exactly average player who's getting paid like the second best player in the league. He's eleven, two, and five. I am happy that the guy's finally healthy. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't remember the dude was electric. I mean, the years he had in Washington when he was healthy and he never could really shoot the ball proficiently. We all know that because here's his three percentages, 29.07, 26, 35, 30, 35, 32, 37, 30, 31, and 30. He never has gathered the ability to shoot a freaking basketball for whatever reason. Right. Elite in the steals category. 
really better than average score, always great in the assist category, three times average double figures in assists, um, oftentimes injured. But when he went through that four-year stretch where he was healthy, 82, 79, 77, 78, he made four all-star teams, five all-star teams in a row. Uh, he was a very elite player, and he, and he got paid based on that. And yeah. so he's just on the tail end of that preposterous contract where Washington was held hostage and they had to pay the dude. There was a thought at one point, because I think they made the Eastern Conference Finals, or it was it the quarter, I guess it was the semifinals, when they lost to Boston in, in Game 7 in Boston. And you had him and Beal. And they everybody said, okay, this is going to be the future backcourt, right? Uh, there were people who argued they were a better backcourt than Steph and Clay at that point. I mean, uh, and, and what people don't remember, and it's hard, it's really hard to see now, he, he might have been, him, maybe Russ, I guess, the fastest end to end with the ball. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, it was incredible to watch him, Russ, and Fox. I mean, you know, those those three with the ball in a straight line, you know, ugh, like ridiculous. Like he was ridiculous. If if you want, for those of you who are too young to know this, and you like uh, highlight reels and mixtapes and stuff like that, his high school <laughs> highlight video, I, I'll never forget. I watched it over and over. He was at Word of God Academy. He, he dunked everything, and he, in the interesting thing about him is he dunks everything left-handed yeah okay. yep. one foot two foot lobs off the dribble euro dunks and the dude's only six three two ten yep. i mean that was pretty much you you're well you were a little bit taller but that's yep. pretty close to your playing weight right yep. um six elite three athlete. Athlete. elite athlete and elite athlete it goes to prove when you are an elite athlete without a consistent jump shot when you hit the wall it's over <laughs> and that's what worries me about a couple of my favorite players. Um, but we saw Dwayne Wade hit that wall. Remember? Sure did. And it happened yeah. immediately, too. That's right. It happened immediately. And you know um, what the difference is? Dwayne Wade was a really good mid-range shooter, right? Uh, yeah. But then couldn't make threes. And so when you can't get your mid-range shot off, you're done. It's over. You're done. You're yeah. done. Yeah, we saw some bad years of Dwayne Wade late in his career. There's a lot of people on that list uh, that just, you know, the skill set of shooting uh, ages better than any other skill set, uh, other than maybe height. You know, if you're seven feet tall, you you can be relevant for a really long time as long as you have a little bit of a brain. Uh, well, I should say IQ and shooting and height. That that's it. Those are the three that usually age the best, uh, yes. in my opinion. So, uh, well, we shared the number one spot with John Wall. Let us know, uh, guys and gals watching. Let us know in the comments who would we miss on. Uh, this should be an interesting one with a little bit of engagement. Who'd we miss on? I mean, I don't know how anybody could argue uh, Jonathan Hildred Wall Jr. is not the number one worst uh, worst contract in the NBA, at least for this next year. Next year, we'll have a new number one because he's he's off this gigantic contract next year. So it'll be interesting to see who we have next year. I think, does Westbrook have another year at this contract? I think he, I think he does. So Westbrook's going to be pushing. Beverly might get a big extension. Oh. And push for that spot. God, I can't. I can't do it. I mean, if he's getting – you know what? Let's just agree on this. If Pat Beverly's still in the league next year, he's number one on the list. I don't care what he's getting paid. He's You've one. already made it up. Yeah. You've pre-recorded next year's episode on the Unless we'll, Underpaid. We won't even include him on the list. We'll just yeah. – Different category. Yeah, category. yeah. Uh, all right, show them to us. That's it, guys. Thanks for watching. Keep collecting. Stay positive in the hobby. And uh, peace. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. It's actually helping our channel a lot. Uh, when you hit the like button, it helps with the YouTube algorithm. I, I've, I've got a bad habit of forgetting to beg and plead people to hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. And please comment because that's what these uh, videos are about. We want to hear your 
uh, your stuff. And we read every single comment, or at least I do. I read every single comment. Um, so thank you guys for watching. Keep collecting. Stay positive in the hobby. Peace.